Amen. Everybody had a chance to, to give. Um, amen. So this time, uh, my wife and I, were going to share uh, about the Inside Out Conference. I'm, I'm sure some of you might have heard about it. It's an annual conference that the church kind of sponsors, and it's basically a group of uh, professionals that get together that have to do with the mental health and counseling uh, field. And so my wife uh, is going to share first, and I'll share about what we learned uh, at the conference that was this uh, past weekend. So here's my wife, Maria. Are you ready? That's two hours. Okay. Well, I'm going to share for five minutes. Um, it looked like I, it said two hours here on my, my phone, but I figured, oh, well. Here. Um, anyway, <laughs> can you all hear me okay? Okay, good. Okay, well, yeah, as like my husband was saying that um, we went to um, the Inside Out Conference and it was amazing, really, really amazing, great classes, um, something that for me, it just, I, I uh, as, as a therapist just starting out, uh, I'm just so hungry for knowledge and so hungry to be able to get to know how I can be able to help others. And um, <clears throat> it was really good. Uh, one of the, the main classes that actually really stood out for me um, was the class on shame, actually. It's called uh, Shame Inside Out. And it was actually given by uh, David Bruce, which is, he's a uh, licensed marriage and family therapist. And he talked about shame being a universal human experience that can profoundly yet subtly influence human behavior and interactions. He mentioned that shame is, uh, He's, it's accessible in the privacy of, of solitude when someone's alone, or they could be in a big group setting. And uh, it's, it's an intense and painful um, experience to have. But also, um, <clears throat> basically, one of the things that he said about shame was that the outcome of shame, uh, and he said it only in one word, <clears throat> and that was disconnection. And uh, I thought that was really huge because I, I was like, wow, disconnection. I, I wasn't really thinking of shame as a disconnecting, toward, you know, something that you would feel uh, disconnected from others, but it, that's, that's definitely what he was mentioning, and I thought that that, that was true in my life. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned was that um, it does have a huge impact, uh, the, just in the feeling of shame can have a huge impact on our emotional, neurological, physiological, uh, psychological, and interpersonal being. And really, despite, you know, he mentions that despite of all the evidence um, and the study of shame, that it really remains primarily a spiritual problem and requiring a spiritual solution. And he actually quoted, a, a saying from uh, one of my favorite authors, and she's also a shame researcher. And it's Brene Brown, that's right. And I love what she said here where it says, uh, she, she mentions that shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. And I thought that was really powerful because that, that definitely is a lot of us. That's, that's part of the human experience. And um, he mentioned also that, uh, that really uh, the beginning of shame really was, was started 
in Genesis, actually, when uh, we talk, we, we look at Genesis and we look at the story of Adam and Eve and how um, that story, you know, where Eve was engaged with Satan and how basically it, uh, it preceded temptation and therefore preceded the fall. So shame has a really powerful effect on our lives. And he mentioned as well that, you know, the, the one thing that as the serpent engaged Eve, the alarm of missing out was wrung. And the seed of doubt of true connection with God was planted at that time. So, but he also mentioned the good news. I know it's a downer right now, but it's, there's good news. <laughs> it's good news. Okay, and basically the solution, he mentioned that the solution was uh, basically for this epidemic that has been around since birth of mankind. Is, and basically the answer is that it's hopeful but uncomfortable, he mentioned. Uh, and that's really summed up in one word, vulnerability, leading to connection. And um, he basically says that our vulnerability is simultaneously both the source of all that is broken in our world as well as its redemption. It is the gift and the terror of being known. And so, you know, for me, it's, I mean, I, I thought this message was really powerful. I think as I was reading you the highlights, it's definitely been uh, something that for me has been very much a part of my life. And, and that's one thing that I, uh, one of the things I decided that I wanted to do, you know, as of this, with this message was that, you know, I needed to really work on being shame resilient. Because I am a child of God, I want to be able to really learn to be shame resilient by really getting closer to the word and depending on God more. Because I notice that I do tend to struggle with shame when I know that I haven't really relied on God in every aspect of my life. And so that's one thing that for me, I, I definitely want to really start to change in my life. And so I'm really grateful for messages like this that really help me to look at areas of my life that I need to change as well and become closer to God. Thank you. Good job, man. Good job. All right, amen. Thank you, Maria, for sharing. And now uh, I wanted to share some things I learned. And just to let you know, um, they have this conference at, uh, every year. And I really encourage you to go, especially when they have it in Orange County. It's not that far. Uh, and it's at the, you know, the Orange County building in Irvine. And uh, basically, the conference is split up to three, three different tracks. There's a general track, there's the pastoral track, and then the professionals track. But guess where I was camping out all day? You know, I was in the general track. I'm a, <laughs> so I didn't go to pastoral or the, or the, the professional. That's, that's more my, my wife. But, um, but it was, I learned so much. There was so much information, but it was really good. And it, they have Friday and Saturday. I only went to the Saturday one. You know, I think... Uh, but, you know, it was all day. Saturday was all day. Um, but, you know, just to let you know, brothers, they do feed you. They give you breakfast and lunch. <laughs> so if you go, you, you know, food-wise, you know, that's a good incentive to go because, uh, you know, us men, we, you know, we can't really think when we get too hungry. But, um, yeah, women too. But I think, yeah, brothers struggle a little more with that. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, I know that um, I was asked to just pick one topic and share, but I'm going to cheat a little bit um, because there was, there was a couple of things. Um, the, the one thing that I really enjoyed was the TED Talks. 
So there were three, three professionals, Rashi brothers in the church came and spoke. And uh, out of those um, TED Talks, the, the two things that I wanted to share was really informative, I think it was choosing a, a private counselor, how to choose a counselor or a therapist. And uh, the brother asked, and I'm gonna ask here, how many, how many here would prefer a Christian counselor? Right, like almost everybody, right? Someone who's a Christian. So he said the challenge with that is that the insurance may not cover or the availability may not be there. But what he said is that you can interview your counselor, call, uh, call the therapist before you, you know, make the appointment and ask him some questions. He said one question you can ask, say, hey, I'm a Christian. What's your view on you know, the Christian view? And a good a professional counselor would say, I'm, well, I'm not a Christian or I'm not religious, but I've been trained as a professional to, to hear you out and to give the best help that I can to you. So that's what you want to hear, even if they're not a, a, a quote-unquote Christian uh, counselor. If they're a good counselor, they can still help you out. So it said, don't let that hold you back from like finding a counselor. The other thing was uh, they talked about was OCD, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. And it was really interesting because I thought OCD was like people who are particular. Like you said, if someone lines up their markers and pens, you know, like in a certain order, uh, the brother was saying that that's not OCD. OCD is if you think that someone's going to get killed if you don't line up your um, markers and pens in the correct order. He said, that's OCD. So he said, he's kind of trying to tell us, don't confuse someone who's particular about things with OCD. OCD is a much more intense, you know, he said. Um, so now the one I wanted to, other one I want to share about was the grief journey. The grief journey was about grief recovery. And I know this is a subject right now that's very uh, important because, you know, as we're aging and we're getting older as a church, you know, and, and even this past two, a couple of weeks, there's been a lot of challenges, you know, as far as people passing away, and I want to be very sensitive in the way I share because this just recently happened where people have lost uh, family members. Um, and so what I wanted to share um, is that the class actually uh, was by um, the brothers uh, who did it was, um, actually it was a sister, which was uh, Kathy Moreski, who's the Greg Moreski's wife. A lot of these, what I appreciate, a lot of these ministers, they've actually gone and getting professional training getting their certification and degrees in uh, counseling, which is really great. I think uh, I see this, in, this trend in the church, and I think it's going to be very helpful. They're getting trained to actually help, uh, help people in the correct way. Because um, the Bible's awesome, but the Bible doesn't teach you how to really be a therapist, you know? So, um, and uh, so it was, it was her and another brother who shared. Um, and uh, the thing that they talked about was basically the do's and don'ts you know, of grief recovery. So a lot of it had to do with the person who's grieving, the, the, the things that they can do to kind of help. And then the other things they talked about was the things that we can do to, we should do or don't, don't do or do, don'ts or do's of us helping people who are, who are grieving. And I want to kind of share a couple of points from that, is that like one thing they talked about is um, our willingness to engage grief. So I was taught um, pretty early on that if someone's grieving, kind of just leave them alone, don't bother them. Like if someone just has passed away, don't, you know. And I guess it depends how close you are in relationship. But he was saying that's actually not true. He said that it's important to engage and be there. Just to let the person know that you're there for them is very helpful. Um, few points that they made was, Grievers do not, um, do, not unnecessary, uh, do not need unnecessary advice or questions. One of the things that he talked about, and I think I'm guilty of doing this, uh, is don't bring up history. Like if someone says, yeah, you know, I just lost you know, this person. Oh, that reminds me of the time. 
that I lost this person, you know, he actually joked, he said, I, you know, don't tell him, it reminds me of the time that my dog died, you know, or something like that. Um, but that doesn't help the person. And I've done that, and I go, you know what, I need to like, be, be aware of that and just listen. It's just basically being a good listener. Grief is fluid and not finite stages. It's not a point where it's just going to end. You know, the grief can be just continuous. Um, safe friends who listen are needed. Grief can be lengthy. Length and intensity of grief varies. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. And, um, you know, during the, the, the lesson, it was interesting um, that, uh, I mean, I'm going a little over my time here, I'm sorry, but I just want to share this last thing is that he said, you know, turn to the person who's sitting next to you and take some time and share about like a loss you had, you know, uh, in recent history in your, in your life. And the brother actually told me, you know, I, it's really hard. I can't, I can't share it with you. You know, the, the grief is uh, really hurtful that I went through. I go, no problem. And I shared about my cousin who passed away um, in uh, Germany. I hadn't seen him in like 30, 40 years. I mean, 30 years. I, but the, I remember what happened was when he passed away, because I hadn't seen him in a long time, it didn't really hit me. The grief didn't hit me right away. But I was watching the movie uh, Star Wars Rogue One. And the actor is a Latino actor in there. Uh, Diego Luna, I think his name is, and he looked a lot like my cousin, you know, and when I saw the movie, I got triggered, you know, when I saw him, for, for some reason, it triggered me, and then I, I got emotional, and I kind of, you know, that's when it kind of hit me, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, never going to see my cousin again, you know, and, and uh, the thing is, um, later on, later on, the, the, the brother, he shared with me, you know, he said, hey, you know what, I lost my daughter three years ago, you know, and, and, I, and I learned from that class. I didn't ask any questions. I just listened to him, and I said, I'm so sorry for your loss, you know. I, I, you know, I hurt for you, and I'm so sorry for your loss, and, and just listened to him, and, 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 and so that, that class really taught me a lot because, um, you know, I just, I, I really believe we all kind of need better, um, to train ourselves better in this area to, to, to deal with grief, and just to let you know, all these notes, all the, the, uh, Points, the PowerPoints and notes, and, and, and in the video is going to be free on the, the website for the um, Inside Out, and we're going to get that to you guys. Email it out so you can go and, and, and view the video and the classes. So, um, sorry for going over my time a little bit, but uh, that's what we just wanted to share with you. Thank you so much. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you.